Hello and welcome to Teen Culture, a podcast presented by FCFC Youth out of Warrington, Missouri. I'm your host, John Scott, along with Tony Tiller, JoJo Smith, and Jaden Clark. Tony, I'm very excited to be a part of this. Tell us, what should we expect to hear on this podcast? So basically what we're going to start doing is, um, I guess, kind of going back where it all started. So I'm a youth pastor at, uh, at, at Faith Christian Family Church, which is located in Warrington, like you said, John. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, I have, as at doing the youth and such, I've realized, like, I am so disconnected from this culture. What's going on? Like, I'll be scrolling through Instagram and, and have no clue what they're saying, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I realize if I'm getting that kind of disconnected feeling, so is a lot of parents. Um, and honestly, a lot of conversations that I'm having with parents, I'm realizing they're incredibly disconnected with what their own kids are doing. And so I was trying to figure out a way of how can we address that, right? Um, so I started trying to write articles and stuff, and that did, just didn't really go well. And really, long story short, I just thought, what if we brought some students in to tell us about their culture? Because they are the experts. And so that's where we got. So we got JoJo Smith, who's a, uh, why don't you tell us about yourself? What grade are you in? What school you go to? The, and both of these guys go to our youth group. And so, JoJo, I'll let you go first. What, what grade are you in? I'm in ninth grade. Ninth grade. You from Warrington High School. Okay, cool. Jaden. Tenth grade from Wright City High School. Wright City. That's where I was from. Well, nobody's perfect. Oh, I'm just geez. kidding. Josh from Washington. <laughs> so terrible. So Tony, I, I wanna I wanna echo what you just said. You know, because a lot of times as a parent, and and I am one as well, encroaching on the the big four zero to let everybody at home know. That's Forty. Uh, that's right. Good job <laughs> to, to to know my age. Um, I've I've got a 13 year old. I've got an 11 year old. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, I I am a, a faith filled Christian Bible believing uh, father who is really really scared. Yeah. About uh, yeah maybe nervous is a better way to put it uh, about his kids getting older. Yeah. You know we were all you and I are, are closer to the same age obviously than than uh, the high schoolers here. Uh, we were all kids at one point. We were all teenagers at one point. So that's great. That's something to pull back on. But the technology so boom different. that we've seen yeah. in the last 20 years yeah. has, has, has brought something that we really haven't seen as parents. And I firmly believe that that technology acceleration has had a indirect, maybe sometimes a direct um, correlation with the decline of our, uh, our society, our yeah. social morality behavior, our, our morality. And, yeah. You know, when when our kids have access to the things that our kids have access to, that's pretty frightening. Yeah. And so to get some insight from teenagers, I think is huge for not just parents, but for for youth pastors and and for other other kids and teenagers as well. Yeah. And so I'm I couldn't be happier to be a part of this and and to learn as much as I try to help. Uh, Inform. Yeah, and just so you guys know too, John's a youth leader in, uh, at FCFC Youth as well, so he kind of sees what's going on. And, and a big motivation for me is, is again, like I, I'm talking with parents, and whether it's social media and like them just being completely clueless. I guess the fear that I have is there's a lot of parents who think they know what's going on, whether it's with social media or what their you know students are actually doing, and they have no idea. And so I'm hoping this podcast will kind of uh, just help bring some some education to that. Um, and basically the way we're going to r- run with this is each week. So we, we do series uh, as far as what we teach in, 
in our uh, youth on Wednesday nights. And so right now we're in a series called Bad at Love, and we're talking about relationships and what that looks like in a godly sense. And so a lot of these podcasts is going to be us diving in further to see, okay, what's really going on in relationships and that kind of stuff. And that's where Jaden and JoJo are going to come in and just help facilitate a conversation. So, You know, Tony, um, one of the things that I, I – draw back on when we were just in uh, in youth what uh, less than a week ago yeah, last and, week uh, we were doing a, a, a small groups and talking about sex and and more mature things and um, I realized that as a parent I may have inadvertently become a little disconnected and I think it's because of all the device and all the things that are out there we inadvertently connect ourselves to other things and forget to connect with our, our child. And so I'm doing this small group. I've got a group of 14-year-olds. They're all 14. Um, every one of them were sexually active. One of them had a kid already. And again, I've got a 13-year-old, and that bothers me. That yeah. worries me. I, I want to use this podcast for myself, again, as a parent, to try and, um, and do better and, to, and try and, and help my children and, other, and, and others out there to, to realize what's really happening. Yeah, and so for, for parents, those of you guys that are listening, teachers, whoever is listening to this, we want you to know this is going to be, uh, the goal is to be a pretty raw podcast, so the, you might hear some things that are like, what, that's really happening? It's funny, every time every time we teach on sex in youth, I always have a parent who emails me like, my sixth grader shouldn't listen to this, or my seventh, they have no idea, it's like, you have no idea what they are actually doing, and so, um, at any rate, so yeah, uh, just just know we're gonna we're gonna go deep into topics, whether it's relationships like we're talking about. We're, we're you know we're gonna do other ones about social media, so parents can really understand. There's gonna be all kinds of topics, and with that said, let me say this too: if parents, as you guys are listening. If you've got specific questions, man, comment on our Facebook, you know, get a hold of us, whatever that looks like, because um, this is going to be a good uh, environment to, to get it out. So, Yeah, absolutely. And at, the, at the end of the podcast, we will uh, give that information, how to contact yeah, sure. us, follow up questions. If you would like to, uh, to give us any insights on topics that you would like to hear, or if you have constructive criticism, uh, then certainly let us know. If you have a complaint, we'll let you know how to talk to Tony, not me. And we should be good there, right? <laughs> there you go. So let's dive right into it. All right. So what we're talking about this this uh, for this episode, this first one is is relationships. What does a typical relationship look like in high school and junior high? Um, and so I just kind of want to dive right in there. Like, you know, whenever you look at those relationships, how do you interact? What does that look like? And, you know, real quick, I, I, for folks at home and for the, the dais here, um, I think that my high school relationship probably looked different than most people's. I, I met my, uh, my high school girlfriend when we were in the seventh grade. We started dating, uh, which, by the way, when I met her, I just absolutely loved her, uh, first day. We started dating in 1993. I was a sophomore in high school, and we never broke up. That high school sweetheart is now my wife, and uh, she and I did it the quote-unquote right way. So we dated all through high school, all through college. We never had sex until our honeymoon night. I, so, so I have the one feather in my cap where I've been there, done that, and got the T-shirt, and I can talk with authority on this is how I did it. But I'll just go to JoJo. JoJo, tell me, um, that's probably not what most high school relationships look like now. Is that right? That's, that's definitely right. I think that some relationships could be like that, but most people or most students feel like, their relationship is like a need, not really something that they want to mm -hmm. do, that if they don't have that relationship that they feel like kind of lost or not in with the group. 
Mm-hmm. So I was doing a uh, the, the small group, the aforementioned small group, where I thought, oh, Lord Jesus, uh, I need to get more involved in my kids' lives. Mm. Um, talking with a group of, of 14-year-olds, and um, I told them my testimony on, on uh, how my relationship in high school was and how she became my wife. We never broke up, and it's the greatest accomplishment of my life and always will be. A 14-year-old, a 14-year-old replied, well, what we generally do is have sex with somebody first and then decide if we like it. And what, 14 would be what, eighth grade? Yeah. Or eight, freshman? Aged and freshman. Okay. Yeah, that it's depending on the birth date thing, Okay, right? yeah, yeah. So, so, eighth, so we're talking an eighth so grader. So we're talking a 14-year-old. I, I, in, in this particular person said that, that uh, they had had sex with seven different people at the age of 14. It, I just don't understand that. Um, is that so? Okay, so is that what you guys typically see in high school? Like, I, I know you guys go to different schools. So, would you say it's even pretty com- like similar? I definitely say that. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not uncommon. Okay, so it's so give, give me the, give me the timeline. Like, from I like this girl to like we are considered boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, what's happening? in between that what is that an average obviously it's not gonna play out the same well yeah it, it is gonna be different for each person because like it really depends on what you actually want you know some people do want to try to make something serious you know get to know someone how, how many would you say is that a percentage well I, it does vary from like boys and girls girls maybe 10 percent guys 10 percent that they want like a committed serious relationship yeah, and then and then for boys maybe like five percent so we have like 90 percent that it's probably more what Joe was talking about, where it's just I need this, or everybody else is doing it. Is, is well, that right? And and guys um, and gal, um, I think that it's it's a product of the culture we live in. We live in a now society. Anything you want, pretty much, you can have it. Mm-hmm. Information you don't know it, yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. You want to go somewhere, get on a plane and go there. You want to book that flight. You can do it on the phone, sitting sitting right in front of you. We live in this. I need to feel. Uh, good right now with whatever it is that I want. It's the satisfaction. Is that, do you think, also bleeding into relationships? Definitely. <laughs> JoJo's shaking her head. She's, they yeah. can't hear yeah. you shake your head. <laughs> so, you know, where we're at as a, as a parent and as youth pastors and, and again, as, as adults, the, the, the teenage group are our next leaders, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're the future of, the, of us. Yeah. We need to know where they're at and what they're thinking, and um, and they need to know that we care about what they're thinking. And, and also, especially for parents listening to this, I, I want you to remove this, this thought, oh, that's not my team. That's not my team. Let me ask you guys this. How much of uh, what happens, we'll just say like negative things, bad things, whatever, would you say like their parents have no idea about, like, I, I, what's a better way I can word that, like, how well can a high schooler fool their parents now? <laughs> very well. Yeah. Very easily. Do you yeah. have any examples? Not necessarily that you've done. I'll give, but... I'll give you an example. Okay. So I was watching this Today Show thing where they, it was kind of a similar flavor where there was these teens, they were doing a tell-all, right? And one thing that parents do now is they have GPS stuff so they can always see where their kids are, right? So if I'm going over to Johnny's house or whatever, I, they can make sure that I'm at Johnny's house. Well, if you have an iPhone... 
you can sign into iMessenger. So what this teen said he started doing was if they heard there was a party and he was supposed to be at Johnny's house, he'd leave his phone there, but he'd sign into iMessenger, iMessage on his buddy's phone. So then when mom or dad texted him, he could reply. He could, yeah, he could reply. He knew the, the, so the phone was still at Johnny's house. So if mom and dad just was like, oh yeah, okay, he's still there. But then if they sent a message, his buddy automatically got it. So it's stuff like that. That's like, <laughs> well, parents think they got it on lockdown, but they don't. Even sometimes like uh, certain tracking apps, you can be in one spot and it'll show your location. You turn the location services off mm. and it'll show your last destination. It keeps you there. Yeah, your last location. And it just so a parent thinks it's real time, mm-hmm. but it's actually just stuck I, there. I, I, I really hate how technology has allowed us to um, easily lie and manipulate mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. And um, I think kids are, are better at it than parents because, you know, for me, I, I don't really get into all of that. You know, I'm pretty pretty good on my smartphone and, and some other devices, right? But kids are just seemingly on top of all the technology piece. Uh, but let's not deviate too far. Let's talk again about relationships and high school. Joe, tell me what your your group, your the, the group of people that you hang out with, what is the normal boy-girl relationship like? Well, I, I think that, like, some... There's some people that I hang out with on purpose to, like, influence them to be, like, a, to not do certain things and to do certain things. But most of them, I would say, are either they don't want a relationship at all. They just want to have fun. And then there's some people that want a relationship that also want to have fun, but they can't have both at the same time. But then they, they end up getting hurt or they hurt the other people just because they want to do certain things. So we're talking to, to uh, a high school boy and a high school girl, a uh, young man and young lady. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and you're probably thinking, all right, so, so yeah, 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 but um, maybe, maybe this isn't my kid. I hear that a lot, right? My kid's not into that kind yeah. of thing. We're talking to two people that go to church pretty often, that are both Christians that are, are here and uh, being very transparent, let me ask both of you, as a parent, because I want to know, is sex the norm in relationships right now? Is it something that is just very normal, regardless of if you're into church or if you're not into church? Or is it still something that you do hear people saying, no, I'm going to wait till I have married? Do you hear that? Yeah, until like, I ever. get married. Do you no. ever hear it's, that? It's, it's very, it's not common that I actually hear that, no. Even in the church population, even in... You know, even a lot of people that go to church, I, I don't hear it. So why do you think that is? Why has, why has, and Tony, question to you too, why has sex just become so normal like drinking water? Yeah, Why I th- is it? Just- I think it's just because the access is so much easier. I mean, you look like Snapchat, where you can send pictures. I feel like, you know, or access to porn or any. It's so easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you could have somebody who's sitting, who has a smartphone, sitting on the couch with their family, looking at bad stuff, and the family won't even know. I mean, would you guys agree? Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's why I say we, we I didn't think, have that even. No, I mean I had a flip phone fifteen years you know? ago. Like, right? I mean, yeah. my, my first phone I was in college. Yeah, right. And I mean, I so it's a lot harder high, to get that stuff. Right. I graduated high school in '96. I graduated college in '99, and um, from '99 to now, I'm just blown away at yeah. the the technology. And that's why I've said I believe that with this advent of technology has come the decline of yeah. our uh, our abilities to to be 
the kind of Christian and the kind of person and morality. Look at look at all of the stuff that's going on where um, things that were so taboo 15, 20 years ago are just norm. Yeah. And if you disagree with that, you're the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. And we're just unraveling so quick as a society. It's it's scary. So what are boundaries? Is there any boundaries in relationships at all? Most of them probably not. When you say most of them, put like qualify that like. I mean, some ninety percent. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, so ninety. Would you agree with that, Jaden? Yeah. So, so there's just there's literally, it's just whatever goes. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like I said before, it it does have to do with the specific person, sure. you know, the two people in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, normally it's just not like you know whether it's the first week after the day they have sex or you know a year from then. You know, it, it usually ends up happening anyway. So what's the, what's, what's, what's the progression normally look like? So I start dating a girl, maybe I've already had sex even before I'm dating? Or? I was going to say, most of the time it usually happens mm-hmm. before it's actually like an official, official thing. With, between the so two it's people. almost like wow. a litmus test. It's almost like you meet, you have sex, and then you decide if you want yeah. to be a couple. That's, is, is that just high school or is that junior high too? I think it's it's working its way into junior high too. Yeah, no, it, 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 every year mm-hmm. it seems as if it it gets like a grade younger. I mean, I've heard sixth graders. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. You know, I mean that's that's crazy. Yeah, my son is in the sixth grade, and he's actually uh, within earshot of this, so uh, he's probably mm-hmm. not looking up. But it's very uh, it's very nerve wracking as a parent. Yeah. Um, so let me ask both of you. Um, how many friends or acquaintances do you know that are pregnant or have children that are that are not? Ma- I'm talking like high school or younger. Oh, there, there's three girls in my grade right now that are pregnant. Yeah, in we your have six grade? freshmen in our we have six freshmen in our high school that are pregnant. I didn't even know and that. A couple of them, just two of them, already had their kids. It, it's crazy, and and the problem is it just destroys their life. Just because they course. can't go to school, because, they yeah, can't. they can't go to school, you know, and. They have to worry about you know raising the kid, you know. And okay, so uh, uh, so so Wright City is considered for anybody who doesn't know it's considerably smaller than than Warrenton. Mm-hmm. Um, what four hundred kids total in the school, in yeah, the high school, in but, high school, yeah, about four or four five hundred. Yeah. And then what's what's Warrenton run? Like thousand. Yeah, I think it's like a thousand per grade, mm-hmm. isn't it? No, no, or it's a thousand total. It's yeah, like three hundred per grade. I, I, okay. I believe that Warrington is a. I mean, just for ballparking, about twice the size. But okay. but here's the thing for folks listening. I mean, this this podcast is going to go crazy once once people realize. Yeah. Wait a second here. Yeah. This I my eyes were open last week. Yeah. To the um, debauchery that's going on in our in our kids' lives, where it is it's not only accepted. You're looked at as the foolish person if to you're say. Not. You should wait to have yeah. sex until you're married. Yeah. So we've established that the the relationship uh, right now in high school is very much a let's have sex, and then if I like you, we'll continue to date and go from there. What do we do? And this is this is for for all of you. What do we do to start trying to change that? What what do we do to try and um, change the culture, or as a parent? talk to our kids about it because it seems like one of those things i'll be honest my daughter goes to church every single uh every week she's very very independent and is this something that a parent is just um not able to talk to their kids about anymore because it doesn't matter it's gonna happen my my personal opinion i think it's got to start 
happen in, in like fifth grade, mm-hmm. you, the conversation, you know, yeah. there's so many parents. I, I think for me, it, it's easy because I had like the sex talk almost every week with, with some student, but uh, for parents, it's like, oh, I'm having, you know, I, I'm freaking out. I got to have that talk. It's like, you need to have that talk when they're in elementary school. Because mm-hmm. if you're doing it, bef- because if you don't, their friends are. And, and they want, I mean, acceptance. Their friends are just going to influence them in the wrong way. Yeah, acceptance is a huge thing. I mean, you, you mentioned that as far as, that's a big reason why I think girls are allowing it to happen. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, acceptance is a big deal. Um, is sex a big deal anymore? Like, no. is it a big deal? I mean, I feel like for, it is, like, I'm not trying to be sexist, but, like, for girls, I feel like it's a bigger deal. Like, it, I feel like some, not all guys, but some guys feel, like, accomplished no matter who it's with. They just feel like it's an accomplishment mm-hmm. for them. And even some girls are that way, too. They're just like, oh, this finally happened, or, like, but it kind of goes both ways. Like, like some people ask, what's your body count? You yeah. know, and it's, it's like a it's your body count, your body, body count, count. how many people, people you've had sex with. Okay, so so what's the average? Let's talk about the average ninth grader. What's the body count? I mean, I, uh, I mean, just going off of Wright City, you're probably some people you you probably get to around two to three, maybe four. And then what does that change to what, by the time you're a senior? Oh, oh a lot. Like you, you so can get like up to I, I, I know people that are up in their twenties. It's ridiculous. In high school. What about you what about Warrington? Warrington it's the same way. Just it's just so it's like it, you you would be that. the exception if you were a virgin as a senior in high school. Like that's is that am I hearing you guys right and saying that's kind of unheard of? Yeah. <laughs> As a senior in high school. And, well, I mean, I mean not everybody gets, like, technically judged for it, you know, if you stay abstinent. But, you know, it, it's, like, people see it as a bragging right, you know, if you've had sex. Are the people that are abstinent and vocal about it, are they looked down on? Not not normally all the time, but it, it, I don't know. It, I feel like it, it can depends happen. on where they are at in their faith. If they're yeah. really strong in their faith, I feel like they're a lot more, like, confident and they're, like, this is what I'm doing, and I know this is what I'm doing, so mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it that way. But some of them are kind of like, I want to, but I don't want everybody to know that because I don't want to feel left out. Okay. Interesting. Wow. That, that just blows me away. There's a term to it. Well, I, I can hear, I, I mean, right now I can just imagine parents that are uh, driving down the road. <laughs> Never want <laughs> And they're like, oh, my gosh. Yep. We have some work to do. And, and here's the thing. Um, if you're that parent who has been disconnected, um, you have to realize, and this is some of the best advice I could, I could give. It's advice that I got. Um, as a parent, you got to do the best that you can. Always pray for your kids uh, and realize that you can, you can really, you know, talk with your kids, pray with your kids, even beg your kids. But realize that, a, that, that your children and anyone else's child is going to do whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And... and um, we live in this weird culture now where um, parents are supposed to, I'm sorry, kids are supposed to respect their parents, and also they have all of this pressure of everything else. Sex is unfortunately not a big deal yeah. anymore. Would you guys say it's more of like just, it's almost look like it's just a recreational activity, because kind of like, yeah. I'm going to go yeah. play baseball or I'm going to go have sex. Like, Yeah, it's like... Hey, you know, I'm doing this tonight, you know, meeting up with this girl. Or I'm going to go to this party so that I can yeah. get laid or so I can do wow. this with this girl. So w- when when do you think it, like, because w- <laughs> there's so much before sex. And <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we're not even addressing that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Like, well, that's the when, problem. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. There's there's no longer a um, a, a first base, second base, third mm-hmm. base. There's no longer. It's just I got home to. Run it's just. Right away. It's just wow. the norm. I'm going to hit a homer. I'm going to hit a home. You know and. And you know this this particular podcast, the heck of a way to start. <laughs> yeah, it is. And and I would expect a lot of follow up because you know as we're sitting here talking, it's still just more and more settling in on me that sex with kids is just what happens. Mm. And um, I think as a as a church, as a youth group, as a uh, as a community, mm-hmm. we need to one realize that saying don't have sex is not going to work. No. And um, addressing very specific concerns and really talking about what the Bible says about it. Yeah. Um, and because not if it's happening and not being afraid to talk about it, because if, if it's happening as much as what uh, they say it is, and this is just confirmed by several other youth uh, kids that I've spoken with. Um, we're at a point where uh, it's, it's a big society mm-hmm. issue yeah. uh, and it's a desensitization of everything. I mean, from from everything that we we put into our spirit through watching, hearing, seeing, etc., um, we have as a culture just ushered in this sex craze. Sex is okay, and somehow um, kids don't really they can believe in God and know they should wait, but it's so accepted it just trumps everything else. Yeah, and, and I want to say too to all the parents out there. Don't let this be a discouragement. Like there's a lot of negativity happening, which is honestly like whenever I started kind of trying to write articles and stuff, it kept being so negative, which is why I stopped. But you know, there with God, there's always hope. So so realize with your with your kid, there's hope. Um, and then even whenever we're talking about technology, you know, it's it's easy to get a negative slant on that. We're not saying all technology is bad, but you have to know about it. You have to be educated. Um, I ran a poll on Facebook last uh, last Thursday. There was only about 15 people that. Um, 15 parents that that participate in it. But I said, when it comes to my teen, I believe they have healthy boundaries in their boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, physically and emotionally. 40% of parents said yes, and 60% said no. So I think parents kind of know it's out there. But I would also just really like to encourage those 40%, like, again, don't don't say, oh, this isn't my, this isn't my kid. They're not hearing it. Because here's what I've seen as a youth pastor and what has been a huge motivation for this, for, for this podcast is most kids that I see, whether including the extremely churched ones or whatever, um, where their parents think they are, maybe at a level eight, they're usually about four clicks down as far as what's really going on. And so don't be afraid to dig into what, you know, what your students do and get involved in their life. Anyway, I want to keep hearing from these guys. Uh, maybe we'll do one more topic. We're already probably at a little bit of time here. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so let's see, let's just talk about commitment level because like when it comes to relationships like there needs to be a level of commitment that's a healthy relationship right but like I don't see that (laughs) I mean even just what you guys are talking about as far as like sex just happens and is there any level of commitment with most relationships at all like even removing the fact that okay sex should probably wait let's say that wasn't a factor like is there is there a level of commitment at all like is cheating normal like what does the commitment level look like among most high school or junior high relationships does that make sense? It's almost like there is there's such a small level of commitment. Like you you do find very few people nowadays that are like not even like like just using me for example. Like I know if I were to get with someone, I wouldn't be I wouldn't even be tempted to cheat. 
Yeah. You know, because that's that's how that's how I believe it should be, you know. Yeah. If I'm getting with someone, I want to know that, you know, I'm committed to them. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, have to worry about cheating or So is that the mentality of most students? No, it's not. Yeah, I don't think it is. So if sex is not a big deal, why do people get offended then if they get cheated on? I feel like sometimes whenever they get offended, it's just because like they just want to make a scene about it and like make, make so it's people more about feel the drama. bad for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it's more about them wanting attention from it. So the person that got cheated on, want they would they would be angry? You think because less because of what happened and more for the the attention? Yeah, that's unbelievable. It's crazy. And, and, and that's the thing, too, especially in this first po- podcast. I know a lot of our listeners are going to be locally based. Like, this isn't a podcast that's in the L.A. Like, this is Warren right. County. Right. Like, there, I mean, there's, there's six uh, freshmen in one school in this county that either have yeah, kids I, or How, how many pregnant? in the whole school? In Wright City. That's a tough I, one I to wanted probably to... add up, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, probably around 500 or something like that. No, no, no. Oh. That are pregnant. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> um, the whole Every school. student. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys <laughs> and girls. Well, he, well, he's, while he's thinking about that question, a hundred out of 100, say 125 kids in youth. Oh, yeah. Right? 125 kids in this youth group. How many of them are pregnant, have been pregnant, and had an mm. abortion or have kids well a lot of them i don't think will tell us if they've had an abortion i, I, I mean that's i've been other. right i've been involved in this youth group for about three months now yeah i can think of four or five off the top of yeah. my head and i've been very like stand back and watch yeah so what i mean what do you guys think out of out of your school you know there, there's a lot right i mean it's an abnormally well i think it's abnormal but evidently it's normal yeah. uh but then here at this youth group how many would you say out of 120 kids um, well, I know for sure two that have been, that that are currently well. One just had a baby, mm-hmm. and then another one that's pregnant. I mean, honestly, as far as knowing who's abortion, who's had an abortion, most of the time they have that because they don't want to have the shame of being pregnant. So mm-hmm. they're not going to advertise that. Or because that. they do, they don't want their parents to find out. Too, yeah. Because so, do you think that there are? Um, and I think abortion is a whole different topic for a whole different day. We we could just talk and talk yeah. and talk about that. But do kids have abortions in our county before their parents even know they're pregnant? I think that would be a main reason why they would even get an abortion in the first place because they don't want their parents to know what they're doing. So their parents don't even know that they were ever pregnant and may never And have. thus may yeah, not know that they... Yeah, so how, do, how does, how does wow. one go and where does one go to have an abortion as a minor so their parents don't find out? I don't think it's out. required for the parents to know. Well, Is how... It? I mean, do you guys? Well, you you most likely to go somewhere, you know, like a doctor or something like that. You would probably have to have somebody that is an adult with you, you know, whether it's. So, your but it doesn't have or, to be your parent. Yeah, yeah. You could, you know, get your cousin, your, aunt, your friend. They, yeah. yeah. So then, would they like sign as if they are the parent, or they just need an adult and that's it? Yeah, I think it's just an adult. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure the specifics wow. on that, but it, I guess that's how they would do it. Wow. I mean, you guys know people that have done it. Yeah. I was so that their parents don't next, know. Yeah. That yeah. the, okay. So not that, not that their parents don't know, just that like I think mainly probably because um, like fear of not or you know like not even, right like financially being able right. To no, I, I get that. I get that kid. part. But there's a bigger piece in if kids are having an abortion, 
So their parents know. don't know. How is that happening? Where are are they going to? Do you know how? how yeah, they just said the yeah. adults. They can be her cousin. I, I actually had a friend who didn't tell me that she had an abortion until until after she had already had an abortion, and I was because she knew I would have been upset with her because. Yeah, but where would they go they, around? She Warren? told me she um she had her boyfriend's mom take them to the doctor so that she could get an abortion, and her boyfriend's mom wasn't going to tell. And that's right here in Warren County. That's right here in Warren County. Crazy. That is really, really Crazy. something. Okay, what's what's the what's the like? Is there any healthy relationships in the terms of just emotionally speaking? Let or me, they just well, like I told you, like some most relationships in high school are just kind of like a, I need to have a boyfriend because mm-hmm. it's what's supposed to ha- be happening it's in high school. Thing. So it, that's another thing with the cheating thing. If somebody if they cheat on you, you don't really hurt by it because you didn't really have an attachment to them, but. So it's almost like you're using them. Yeah, just have that reputation. So many people are ignorant about it, though, too. They, they, they have no clue how to actually treat a girl. Why is that? Because they were never taught. The, yeah, I, I would assume so that they their were example ne- was probably, never taught. The, and their well, example was never good. And, and yeah. I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but I'm going to. Um, look at the first 10 songs on their phone. And what does the first 10 songs on their phone say? Oh, yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Look at the last 10 snaps that any, any high school person yeah. has gotten. What, is, what does that say? Um, my daughter, again, she's 13 years old. I was dropping her off the other day. And on her phone, somebody's, I think they called it uh, uh, Lifeline or Storyline. Story. 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 Yeah. Sorry, Snapchat. I'm sure I, I don't snap. We'll have a whole podcast yeah, for social media. Yeah, I, I'm not a big snapper. <laughs> Um, but something extremely inappropriate that she didn't have a choice on if she wanted to see it or not. It was just there yeah. on their, their storyline thing. And um, so, yeah, we should, we'll have a podcast specific about that. Um, yeah. As a youth pastor, Tony, what do you, how do you see a boy-girl relationship, in your opinion, um, being a good relationship? Well, there's a lot of youth pastors out there that will will preach like, don't have a boyfriend, don't have a girlfriend, you know, it's distracting you from God. And When I was a kid, I went to acquire the fire with my, at the time, girlfriend, now wife, and they were like, if you don't do, if, yeah. if you do anything more than hold hands, you should not be with this person. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, and that bothers me because I just want to tell, like, I understand the, the motivation behind it, but I remember whenever I was in sixth grade and couldn't wait to turn around to the girl that I liked behind me because she was cute, you know, like, it, and, and it was innocent stuff, mm-hmm. but it's like, God put us, put that in us for a reason, you mm-hmm. know, like, um, and so for me, I don't, I don't try to discourage them away from that. I just try to say, here's the boundaries, you know, that was, that was one whole message, which if, if you guys want to hear, there's a whole separate podcast that, that uh, we're, we're linking up our, uh, our, our messages that were given, but but boundaries are about protection, you know? And so for me, and this is what I think for parents as well, especially for parents, I mean, you, are, you guys are the number one youth pastor. I know Joe Biley, who is, who is the youth pastor here, he used to always say that. Parents, you are the, the true youth pastor. We get them for a couple hours a week, you know? For those that don't know, Joe Biley is like a legend in yeah. these parts. He was, he was, <laughs> I'd uh, love to have him as a guest That would be day. good, yes. He was, uh, the, the, he's still here at the church. He's our campus pastor now, but he was our youth pastor for 25 years. He's my youth pastor. And so that's the thing, like, our role is to guide these guys, not just say, don't ever go down that road, because if you do that, then they're going to go down that road when nobody's there, and they're going to get into a lot of dead ends. So for me, it's just, here's what God's laid out, and then also working through when there are mess-ups, because guys, there's going to be mess-ups, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, you know, 
grace-filled, all that kind of stuff. So we're going to run out of time. Uh, I've got one more question that's like burning in my brain, and I would like to, again, ask our teens that are here, and then I would like, Tony, uh, I, I would like for you to answer this. As, as a parent, from the parent's standpoint, we'll start with ladies first. Again, what advice would you give parents to talk to their son or daughter about sex how should a parent in this day and age approach their teen to talk to them about sex the dangers of sex etc i would definitely say that they would they need to like address what could happen and like give examples of what has happened and like like with whenever they were in high school or whatever but also not to like try to address it too much because if I know that if somebody feels like something's being pressured on them, they, it makes them more want to go. The whole "don't do this" and that's yeah, the one it makes thing them they do. Want to do it, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. But I would also say that, that it should definitely be addressed. And like, whenever I was growing up, like the whole time I was growing up, going through middle school, my mom and my grandma would always ask me, "Are you still pure? Are you still pure?" But they wouldn't like keep pushing it on me. They would just ask me all the time and try to keep up with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But they never like were telling me, don't do that, don't do that. They were just saying, are you doing that? Because this is why you shouldn't. Do you feel like it would be um, the, the, the number, the body count, the, the, you know, that's what you guys threw out, the body count. Do you think that that would be less if parents engaged with their children at an earlier age and weren't afraid to talk to their kids about it? I definitely think it could be the numbers would be a lot lower mm-hmm. or avoided at all. They would, okay. they would definitely have more respect for the you know, the sex itself, and, you know, instead of just like, oh, this is a thing I'm doing all the time. You know, so what like, advice would you give to parents in talking to their um, kids? I just think being completely open, you know, be real, be raw with them, just like, you know, just don't, don't be scared. You know, give them evidence, uh, examples of things that could and have happened. You know, or even things that, you know, the parents themselves have experienced, you know, definitely don't just be like, you know, don't do this. Because if they don't have a reason, if they don't know any reason not to do it, they're they're going to try it anyway, you know? Can I add something to that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you as the youth pastor, as the, as the campus youth pastor here, um, I, I lean on you for a lot of things, right? I mean, I have kids that are youth. So how, what do you think, Tony, is the best way for parents... And, and is it different? And this is something I, I maybe should have asked them. Is it different from a father talking to a daughter or a mom talking to a boy? Or is it just, I, because I, yeah, I, I personally don't think it should be. I think it's you're, you're the parent. But what, yeah, what are def- your thoughts? I definitely think that, you know, every kid has their own personality. And so, it, and how, how is, you know, a dad interacts with his daughter or vice versa is going to be different, even, even, you know, two, three different daughters. It could be different on how that looks. And so I think you just have to read your your kid uh individually but i think the number one thing i really like what Jaden pulled out as far as being raw this generation wants honesty don't be afraid don't sugarcoat it man be be up front with them that's what they're looking for um, and secondly i think one of the most important things when your teenager starts entering junior high and high school those moments that they do come to you and begin to open up whether it's about little things in areas that they've messed up or big things, your reaction to that is ginormous. So in the sense of, uh, it, let's say your, your teen comes to you and is like, man, I just messed up, you know, and 
what I just had sex, whatever, your facial expression, your, if you blow up on them, you are shutting them down from ever being able to guide them through anything further. You, I mean, would you guys I'm agree with that? Want to tell you this yeah, I mean, if you if you just start screaming like, oh, I can't, I told you not to do that, it's got to be. Right, it's a tempered thing for for the yeah. parent. Um, you know, obviously, and that's where I come, come at this from is, you know, my kids could uh, break something and I get irritated. My kids could... I don't know, do something worse. And then I, you know, but you're right. As a parent, generally our first reaction is how dare you without thinking about any situation or social, or quite frankly, we have to realize our kids when they're not with us are so heavy Mm -hmm. burdened with sex is okay. Sex is good. Do this now. It feels good. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And then when they're with us for as the older they get smaller and smaller amounts of time, if we're not careful in the way that we approach that and yep. our approach is a blow up after the fact, yep. that's only going to make it worse. And even in the small things, even talking about homework or talking about those, like when your student drops something on you, your reaction is so, I mean, you could be blowing up inside. You got to try to contain that and then go in the room and cry or do whatever you right. need to. That's yeah, huge. I, I think as a parent, uh, I think it's what James one nineteen that talks about being slow yeah. to anger and quick to listen. Yep. And slow to speak, um, slow, slow to, to, to anger. speak. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where um, I have really tried to be, be putting, been putting that in my life. Cause my daughter is at this sassy 13 year old attitude who she's extremely intelligent and extremely grounded. And um, I have a hard time as the dad connecting with that yeah right and there's this transition that's happening where you're going from i control everything you do to now i'm more of a coach and i can't control everything and a lot of parents will resist that you know you've got to let that transition happen mm-hmm. and with that transition it's going to come mistakes but you've got to keep that open line of communication so well i've really enjoyed this uh this, this has been podcast. enlightening guys it's, i i, I it's believe awesome. that this is going to be episode 1a of probably 1a through z <laughs> Because what I would love for uh, for folks out there, parents, kids even listening to this, youth pastors, etc., um, this is a topic that is very taboo because we've made it that we're mm-hmm. afraid to talk about it. I don't have all the answers. Tony doesn't have all the answers. But collectively, I believe that we can work together to not end this situation because sex has been around forever, but to maybe be more educated yeah. about how we approach it with with our teens, with our kids. And I want to encourage everybody out there that's listening to follow up with us, contact us. And if there's questions that you didn't hear uh, that you want us to ask of our panel, send that in. Or if there's comments, again, please send that in. Tony, could you tell folks at home how to uh, how to reach out to us? Yeah, basically wherever you're listening to this, if it's on, the fa- if it's on our Facebook page, you can comment there. I think we're going to throw it up on YouTube and comment there. Um, if you're just on the iTunes podcast, you know, find us on Facebook, FCFC Youth or Faith Christian Family Church, and uh, you can send me a direct message, Tony Tiller, as well. Um, and, and we'd love to hear your guys' feedback for sure. And, and just know these podcasts, we're going to try to do them, you know, a couple times a month. We're not going to put a real every other week, first Monday or something like that, because um, we're, we're still kind of getting in the flow of it. But we want to have these kind of re- on the regular. So, Yeah, I, th- I think open dialogue is, is the most important thing. And again, um, there's always going to be cynics and critics out there, and that's certainly fine. But know that we recognize that there's an issue, and the biggest issue is we as adults don't give the younger generation the opportunity to help us. Yeah. We're always wanting to help them and tell them, no, you can't, no, you can't, no, you can't. These guys are smart. They are extremely smart. Uh, and so as a parent, 
Um, I want to hear from them. I want them to do more of the talking uh, and us do less and, and us ask the questions. And so uh, I'm encouraged. I think that we can really do something uh, for the greater good here. Um, Tony Tiller, thank you so much. I'll, I'll give you the final word in a second. But um, JoJo Smith, Jaden Clark, any final uh, thoughts or words out there for uh, folks listening around the world? No. <laughs> yeah, no. No. Yeah. I just, I just want to say uh, thank you guys. I know you're kind of giving away the secrets on uh, on a lot of teams and stuff like that. And so um, I, I just want to say thanks for, for your honesty and your transparency. But um, I'm really excited about these conversations because it's my heart to reach this generation. I feel like they need it more than ever right now. And so I'm, uh, I'm here to be a student and, uh, and learn from you guys. So we'll have other guests on as well. But these guys are going to be our main host, co-hosts with us. So, All right. Well, this concludes our first episode, episode one of Teen Culture.